It's winter, and you can now get almost anything you need for the coldest months of the year delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a ski slope delivered, but you can get dish soap delivered. Sunshine, that's a no. But a bottle of wine, that's a yes. A snow angel, sorry, no, but angel hair pasta. Uber Eats can definitely get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Order now. Alcohol and select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. Regular gum is boring, but Icebreaker's ice cubes are different. They're fancy. Icebreaker's gum has flavor crystals, which deliver a rush of cool, refreshing flavor. Plus, they are delightfully cube-shaped, making them soft and satisfying to chew. Icebreaker's Ice Cubes Gum. Ooh, fancy. Pick up your favorite flavor today. This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Probably shouldn't say who asked for you going up on this podcast, too, but... And he just stopped the whole training session and just went absolutely crazy. I, mean, I just heard a massive, like like commotion in the crowd and I was like what's going on and then I kind of saw him getting back to his feet and I thought he'd been like dropped by like auto fingers. <laughs> Hello welcome to the latest edition of the Manchester is Red podcast myself and Rich Fay today and we're joined by a special guest James Weir, former Manchester United Academy graduate, made it to the first team and, and had a, an eclectic and interesting career, I think, since then. It's it's fair to say. Welcome, James. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Uh, obviously, happy to be here and, yeah, talk a bit about my yeah, strange journey, I guess one would say. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, for starters, you, you're coming on, you've just you've just hung up the boots and, and called it a day at 28. I mean, talk us a bit about through through that decision and why you've why you've made the call. Right? Yeah, I mean, obviously my last club was in Slovakia. Um, you know, it's not England. It's not like playing in the Premier League certainly, but even in the the lower leagues, it's it's a similar level. But you're away from your family. You know, I've got a wife at home, uh, and towards the end, my body just started to kind of not not allow me to compete at the level I wanted to anymore. So um, yeah, it was a hard decision to call it a day, but. You know, I feel much better in myself the past uh, past few months, and I think it was just the right time, unfortunately. Yeah, I suppose when you sit back in your career, I mean, you're always going to be called, as we called you, former Man United player. How is that tag for you now you're retired? I mean, like, everywhere you've gone, I guess there's up in that, that expectation, the links that you had with the club. Yeah, and obviously I was, you know, captain of the 23s at the time, but almost probably should have got out on loan earlier, but that time at United was special so you know it's a special club and I'll always look back with fond memories best moment of my career is probably my debut um, so you know I've got nothing against that I wish I could have gone on to you know gone and be a, a legend elsewhere or had a much you know more fruitful career but it's just one of them things you can't I don't regret anything I've always you know tried my best uh, just unfortunately I had one too many injuries in my career but yeah to be associated with United is just you know top top club one of the biggest clubs in the world I think you don't realise how big it is until you kind of leave I think a lot of people say that but um, yeah to, to be that tagline is fine I mean I'm pretty chilled about it I 
enjoy my career and I'll enjoy the one after, so yeah. I guess, like you said, you've always done the hard part, you've made it at Manchester United. There's, you must have played with so many kids growing up who did fall away, who didn't go on to have a, a professional career anyway. So you must be really proud that, you know, even though, like you say, you might not be a household name, you've still made it as a professional, you've still done that. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, when I made my debut, I got like, got my shirt signed, thing off the Premier League and ball. So I got for one minute of playing time, I got quite a bit. Um, which was nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you say, I think, is it 0.1% of people actually make it or something silly like that? So yes, my career has been short and not as many games as certainly I would have liked or other people might have had me down for, but it's one of them. You still, like say, not beat your mates, but um, you know, you have made it um, and you know, I've made a career out of it. So yeah, I can look back with uh, fond memories. Have you still got the, the shirt from your debut and stuff like that? You, you keep your memorabilia? Yeah, yeah, it's up there. Um, to be fair, I think when we moved, moved house, it's, it, you get a kind of like a thing from the Premier League and it's everyone who made the debut in the Premier League that year. So my year was basically the whole Bournemouth team. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, there's a couple on there. Obviously, Marcus Rashford's on it. He made my debut. Me, um, yeah, there's a couple of good ones. I think uh, Tony might be on it. Uh, I think it's 26. 15 16 seasons so um it's funny when i look it's just up in in a room in my house and you kind of just like oh he's he, that's him sort of thing you know you kind of not, not yeah, yeah 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 do you realize like you mentioned before the size of the club do you realize how big it is when you signed for him you were, what were you 12 or 13 i was 13 so yeah we i was at north preston off end obviously that's my hometown uh, i was there for two years then we played united in a friendly um i think we'd be in four three and then we played them two or three weeks later. Uh, I think they wanted to have a look at me again uh, and a bit of a rematch. And then we beat them 3-0. And then, yeah, I signed off the back of that. So um, I think when we got the phone call, like, um, I think my, my dad might have answered. And it was just like, wow, like, that's insane. Um, and you just kind of like, there's not even a, I think Blackburn were trying, they'd never seen me play, but they wanted to, you know, oh, we can't, we can't have him going to United when he's right on our doorstep sort of thing. So... They were trying to get me, but it's not even a decision. It's just, you know, it's Man United. Was there any sort of like sales pitch from United? Or was it just, we are Man United, come sign for us? Or did they try? You went and looked around. Um, I remember it was Derek Langley at the time. And it was me and Ashley Fletcher. Who's at, he was from Bolton. Um, yeah. And Ashley's gone on to play for quite a few clubs. I think he's been at Borough West Ham and stuff. So it was me and him at the time. Um, and they just show you around, really. I think they're just more just like, yeah, this is, this is it. You know, don't be silly. <laughs> Are you a, were you a United fan growing up as well? No, uh, probably shouldn't say who asked for you growing up on this podcast. But <laughs> you want to know? We'll leave it now. We can leave it. We can leave it open ended. Yeah, is maybe a clue? Is there a clue to what what colour do they play? In? Well, I've, I've whittled it down to two, I think. So uh, they play in red. Um, yeah, yeah. I think we've got it. I think we've got it. Yeah. It's Paul's Wrexham as well. <laughs> we all do, don't we? Wrexham fan for you, Rich. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, coming through the academy then. Who, what are your sort of memories from that time and who was there anyone like the academy you were particularly close to in, in terms of growing up? Good mates with Donald Love and Paddy McNair, Ben Pearson, Joe Rothwell. Uh, you know, they were first lads holiday was me, Joe Rothwell, Kenji Gore and Jack Rudge went to, where did we go to his auntie? Uh, so the, they were good mates. A year later was, yeah, Ben. Ben and Donald uh, in Ayanapa. <laughs> so proper kind of club 18 to 30 jobs. But um, no, they were like good mates. And then 
There's loads, really. You know, you kind of meet so many people in football, especially in them academy days. You kind of get in the minibus together. You're doing everything together. Um, you know, I used to live with Tom Lawrence, uh, who's up at Rangers now. Obviously, I live with Marcus a bit. He was a bit younger than me. Um, but yeah, um, loads of good mates and loads of good memories from them days. With the holidays to highlight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, could have been. No, we had some, obviously on the pitch, we, we were pretty successful. I think we could have done better in the Youth Cup back then, but, um, you know, at reserve level under 21s or 23s, whatever you want to call it, we did pretty well. So definitely some highlights there, yeah. I guess that's the difficulty of youth level, isn't it? Whereas as players, you want to win, but the club just want to develop players, don't they? It's not always about winning trophies and stuff. Obviously, United's a bit different with yeah. so the, the Youth Cup history. When did you sort of get noticed by the first team then I mean was that when you with the under 20 under 21 at the time was it was yeah, it freeze, it yeah. Uh, I mean it all I think that it's the, it's the reserves yeah. I think the name just changes um, for whatever were you part of the sort of reserve teams where first teams would drop down and play when they come up yeah. with injury and stuff yeah yeah well? 100% so like we had you know like Rooney playing for us Phil Jones and I think he was coming back from illness Fellaini Lo- loads of loads of loads of him um, which is funny because I think I've got a, a picture which I just put on my retirement post where I've I'm captain in Rooney, which is pretty weird. I think I remember him saying, he's like, I'm not having it, I'm not having it. Um, and obviously I was like, well, you know, I'll, I'll just, I normally had it. So it was just, it, it was pretty funny uh, back then. I think Van Gaal was a big one on it. Um, yeah. So it was when, in answer to that earlier question, it was kind of when um, Van Gaal was in the thing and he was big on bringing the youth in. Uh, and he didn't like playing players out of position, I don't think. He wanted players to be able to play in multiple ones, but he wanted specialists in certain positions that's why he had like kind of the likes of daily blind rojo and who could you know play things so yeah he was a big uh, fan of mine and then i trained with first team a lot obviously there's a lot of injuries that year and then it's kind of on the bench uh, quite a quite a bit um i never really thought i was getting on uh, until uh, that one time yeah against arsenal did you kind of sense your chance was coming then or did you start to think you were just on the bench making up the numbers every week or, how, how does it feel i think the first time i was we were playing for the reserves at Reading and I came off at 75 minutes which was you know we were winning 3-1 or nil or something like that and I was like this is a bit strange and then Warren Joyce was like oh you're going up to Newcastle go and get showered and I was like wow like that's mental so that game luckily enough because my knee was killing after the game (laughs) uh, after it wore so I was Newcastle away I think it was that game where Jesse scored a last minute equaliser and it was like 3-3 um, so that game, I knew I was just making up the numbers because I was literally just arrived, you know, last minute. Um, but then after that, you never know. You know, you don't know what the manager was thinking. The one good thing about Van Gaal was um, if you were coming on, he told you to go and warm up. So you didn't have to go a lot of clubs, you know, you warm up at like 25 minutes, maybe like 60 minutes, 75, you know, like just stretch your legs. Whereas him, it was like, you could sit down the whole game. And he's just like, fine. So that, I didn't mind that because... You know, you knew if Honest, you, isn't yeah, it? if you're getting warmed up, it's like, oh, there's probably a good chance of him coming on here. Um, so yeah, um, there's a bit of it. I think in the moment you're still nervous. You're still like, God, imagine if someone gets injured or whatever. You don't know. And what, what was Louis like? I mean, he comes across as like terrifyingly direct at times. Yeah, he was. Like for young He's so direct, um, which is a good thing because he was like. You know, James, you were very good today. James, you were very bad today in his Dutch accent sort of thing. I remember one day um, in training, I wasn't kind of, I was in the middle as a midfielder trying to connect it all. And I think I'd gone away to try and make space to come back and I just timed it wrong and he just stopped the whole training session and just went absolutely crazy at me. And it was just like, wow, eye-opening. 
experience. But you know, he he also when you did uh, after that, I think I did really well. And he was kind of like, yeah, you you know, you changed it around. So he was just yeah, ruthless, very direct, very honest. Um, I suppose in the end, he did win a trophy, didn't he? United. So not you know, not the worst sort of. Um, manager they've had in recent years um but yeah he's definitely different do you like do you like the fact he was direct with you or at that age do you kind of want someone i guess everyone's different but do you want someone to sort of like you know not massage your ego but tell you how well you're doing rather than like point out flaws yeah i think as i've got more experience in my career i'm definitely someone who likes to give me confidence i'm a confidence player um but at that time i was kind of just like i wasn't a proper first team member so it's more just you know, being in and amongst it was nice. So he could have told me whatever he wanted and I wouldn't care too much. I was just like being there. But certainly as I got older, I realized, yeah, if if a manager loved me and was, you know, pretty, pretty kind with me, then I would be his best player if I, if I could. The debut then. I mean, how do you look at look back on that now? It was a, a crazy game, wasn't it? Even I mean, yeah. it's the game where Van Hal falls to the the yeah. touchline. Did you see that when you were on the pit? You were on the bench? Like, yeah, I, I was warming up um, at the time, and I just heard a massive like like commotion in the crowd, and I was like, "What's going on?" And then I kind of saw him getting back to his feet, and I thought he'd been like dropped by like Arthur <laughs> Fenger. So, so I was like, "Yeah," I was just like, "What's going on?" Uh, and then I saw it. But that's how I describe it to people. If they're asking, "Oh, what game is it?" I'll be like, "That game." Or yeah. obviously, Marcus made his debut. Um, but yeah, honestly, I can't remember a lot on the pitch. I remember a moment where I think Matt takes the ball off me. Like I was kind of minor, but I was just dilly dallying, nervous. Um, but yeah, coming walking off the pitch and seeing my parents in the crowd, I, I'll never forget that. That was a nice moment. Um, but yeah, actually on the pitch, it's just a lot of emotion, yeah, nervous energy, and yeah, kind of blacked out to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I guess, like I said, that was the game Rashford made his Premier League debut as well. He's already played in Europa League before that. You know, what was he like, Grant? Did because. I, I do think he sort of burst on the scene and took a lot of people by surprise. Did you always think he was someone who was going to make it? Or have you even been a, a little bit surprised that he's had, a, had the career he has had? It's crazy because he, he was in my, like, digs, as we call it. We lived in a family in sales. So he was always, like, the younger, you know, little skinny kid who I'd play FIFA with and stuff like that. And did you beat him? I think I did, just through pure age. I reckon he battered <laughs> me now. <laughs> but, yeah... I can't remember, to be honest, but it was like me, him, as I said, Tom Lawrence, Angel Gomez used to come on weekends, but that was towards the end of it. Um, but yeah, he was always, you know, destined for big things at United. I think his age, he was just the main guy playing above his years. So it, I'm not surprised, no, in what he's won on. He burst onto the scene very quickly. I didn't see that happening because he kind of went from 18s to first team. I think he played like a few resi games. Yeah. He missed Resi, so I didn't play with him too much. I had the odd, we had a couple where he's getting in, but he like surpassed people who were playing Resis because Van Gaal just kind of said like no to him, maybe a few Resi strikers and went, no, I want Marcus. Um, and obviously he kind of proved it in the end. So yeah, he's, um, I'm buzzing for him to be fair and I think uh, he's done amazing. I was going to say, as someone who comes through the academy, do you feel a sense of pride when someone that you played with, lived with for a bit, you know, he's still there all this time later and still doing yeah. good things. Yeah, 100%. Obviously, the, a lot of the stuff he did in COVID for, um, you know, the the poorer community, so to speak, um, is just incredible. So that sort of stuff is ingrained at United being, they always say, be a good person first and then, you know, be a good footballer afterwards. So I think that's just 
a lot of if you go to other clubs and you're like oh I'm from United normally you've got a good uh, you know sort of attitude about you but yeah him Scotty McTominay um, all the lads you know you're always buzzing to see someone do well because um, you grow up together as I said you're on the minibus together you walk into school together you're, you, you do grow up together uh, as much as you're competing against each other you are kind of in you've got that camaraderie and once you'd made your debut did you feel at the time that more chances were going to come or were you kind of aware that even then that that might be it how, how did you sort of feel after you made your debut yeah definitely thought maybe more was coming but I think it was just a case of injury people who were injured were coming back and in my position it was never like like literally Marcus got his chance because there was no strikers yeah. fit in the club um so he kind of got his chance whereas midfield they had they could play like Mata there or maybe Andreas maybe played a bit at the time and Herrera so they they had a bit more cover um, and that was my only thing that was gutted about I just didn't get a bit longer to kind of prove myself um, at a club like that so yeah of course that was the you know Van Gaal did leave the, the club as well after the FA Cup win uh, Jose comes in the same time that you leave did you speak to Mourinho before you left the club did you have any sort of I trained with, I think it was in pre-season, I think I trained with the first team twice, uh, didn't go on the tour and I, I think at that time I was just about to turn, I was just about to turn 21 so it's kind of, I need to start playing men's football, I can't stay in the resis and obviously there was a chance to go to Hull um, and essentially be a first team player, um, whereas in at United I was always seen kind of as a, a reserve, it, it felt like anyway, uh, until you broke through and I think my I was not the most athletic player. I think as Mourinho typically likes strong midfielders, who, but maybe I wasn't going to be that man for him. So I just I just sense it was the right time to move on. Unfortunately, yeah. How do you view those sort of years? Like you said, you going to other EFL clubs, playing the said Hull, Wigan, Bolton. I mean, really good experiences there. And I guess it must have been a very different environment because, like you said, most of your football before that had been. You've been training first teams, but you're playing against people who are you know, fighting for their mortgages. You know, you get some seasoned pros there. Was it completely different and eye-opening? Yeah, what? even like when I signed for Hull, they were in the Premier League, but going from United to Hull, like the training round, like everything was just honestly like. And Hull's not Hull's a great club, but it was just it's just not my United. So it was it was uh, eye-opening. Um, yeah, times at Wigan, I just. I just kind of came into them clubs with lacking it first same experience and then had a couple of injuries and it just it didn't lead to how you want it to lead. Uh, I think United at the time, like Nicky Butt was a sort of academy director maybe or just transitioning into that role and he wanted me to, you know, sign for United and then go on loan. But I kind of feel like I didn't choose that decision because you can get lost in the loan yeah. system sometimes like a couple of lads do at Chelsea and stuff like this. So I was just a bit unsure on that. I'd rather go to a club and, you know, fully immerse myself in that um, but yeah I look back on the times good I mean Bolton was a bit crazy uh, with all the situation going on there so that was a bit of a whirlwind but yeah certainly Hull bar the injuries I, I did love my time there Wigan was brief um, wish I played a bit more there but we were always in relegation scraps so it's always <laughs> like you know not the prettiest football maybe didn't suit my style I mean that's that's how I look at it sometimes but yeah uh, I certainly trained as you know, best I could and stuff like that. So I can always look back, not regretting anything. That's the end of part one of the Manchester Red, Manchester Id Red podcast with James Weir. We'll be back after the break to talk about what came next after United. Regular gum is boring. 
But Icebreaker's ice cubes are different. They're fancy. Icebreaker's gum has flavor crystals, which deliver a rush of cool, refreshing flavor. Plus, they are delightfully cube-shaped, making them soft and satisfying to chew. Icebreaker's Ice Cubes Gum. Ooh, fancy. Pick up your favorite flavor today. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome back to the Manchester is Red podcast. Uh, James, we mentioned then a couple of the clubs you, you went to post-United and ended up at, at Bolton. I mean, they were a club in chaos, I guess, at, at the time. Uh, how, how did your time sort of end up there? And, and did you sense then that there was kind of a struggle to get yourself a new club, I guess, because you probably hadn't played a lot in, in all four divisions at that point? Yeah, I've been pretty... By the time I got to Bolton, I'd pretty much been injured for almost two years with uh, back-to-back knee injuries like meniscus uh, and they just, yeah, killed me. Because if you're not playing, you kind of fall off the face of the planet. Um, so, yeah, signed for Bolton. They needed players. I needed game time. Felt it was a perfect fit. Um, Phil Parkinson left after about five games who signed me and then uh, Keith Hill came in and we just signed a lot of players uh, to try and fill the void because at, at the start, we were just playing with about four you know, players older than the age of 20 and the rest was just youth team players. So we were getting battered and it wasn't a nice experience. So I'm glad they did sign a lot of players, but yeah, I just kind of went out of the manager's force immediately. That's what can happen in football. It's a game of opinions, change of manager. Um, so yeah, it was a bit um, was a bit frustrating. And like you say, at the time after Bolton, it was kind of like, where do I, where am I going to go? So it was a hard time. What was what was kind of your message to your agent after Bolton? Then just get me a get me a club anywhere. Or uh, we were just trying to think outside, not outside the box, but there just weren't great options. It's always hard to move in January, and then literally COVID kind of struck. Although it was kind of before that, um, so yeah, went over to Slovakia just looking to play and see if the continental game might have suited my game a bit more, um, and ended up yeah in central Slovakia and. FK Peroni, like, as I say, like the beer. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yeah. So you'd signed, you agreed to move to them before the pandemic had actually hit then? Yeah. And it's like the same month almost, wasn't it? But- yeah, literally. So I think I went out like early February, um, left Bolton like at the end of Jan and then went out early Feb. And um, yeah, they were in like a relegation battle again. Um but, you know, I, I was definitely going to play. I was like one of the main guys and stuff. But then pandemic hit, came back home. I did not want to get stuck where I was. So that was a great decision. I think I got like one of the last easy jet flights back to London. It was it was crazy that I think we were in like Dusseldorf Airport because I had to like stop. And it, it was like, 
a herd of people kind of running to the desk to try and get the last flight to, uh, I think it was back to London, not even Manchester. Um, so I'm glad I got on that flight. Um, and then, yeah, had COVID lockdown here and then had to drive back to Slovakia to finish off the last five games. So that was, uh, that was a bit of a crazy journey as well, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, so you, you come back to the UK, the season there was one of these where it's postponed for a few months and it's sort of the summer by the time you can go back to Slovakia, was it? Yeah, and finish off the season, they have like a playoff. So it was meant to be 10 games, but they just turned it into five. Is this a relegation playoff? Yeah, re- yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, we, I, you know, scored a few goals, uh, did well in that and then kept the team up and then, you know, signed on the back of that for the year. And I was probably there longer than I wanted to be. Like I was thinking maybe six months get a move in, in winter. Um, but I, I loved it there. You know, it was a, you talk about people playing for the mortgage. This was paying for your food over there. It's yeah. a completely different um, thing. You're all just lads, you know, for international break, maybe we'd book a cabin and just go and like have some... No more Zante. Yeah, yeah, no more. Yeah, some drinks in the woods or whatever. It was just... Yeah, it was like being, yeah, different. it's just so different. But I, I did enjoy it because the football was great. I think if football is great, then, you know, you enjoy it. And what was that drive like then? I mean, yeah, great. I think I went to Harwich, is it, maybe near Ipswich, and then across to, like, Rotterdam or The Hague or something. And I actually got done for speeding. <laughs> the first... 20 minutes in Holland like I think mean, I was just like on because obviously I got the ferry over and you're just like oh I want to yeah. get going and then it got sent back to my home in, in Preston I was like oh, for God's sake that's literally like the start of the journey but um, no it was, it was alright obviously in, in Germany you can go as fast as you want yeah. so that was pretty cool yeah. was there any of it like when, when they said we need you back you've got to come and drive back to Slovakia was there any sort of Doubts in your mind? Was there any like, oh, maybe I'll just try and find a League One club? You were you were committed to go back, even if it meant yeah. driving all that way. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Um, because obviously there weren't any flights. It was more me kind of be like, no, I'll come back because I wanted. I'm a man of my word, sort of thing, yeah. quite genuine. I wanted to go and do it. And also, there wasn't at that time in England. Even in England, it was with lockdown and COVID. It was there was just nothing. So I wanted to go there, prove myself, and just get playing again. Uh, I was working hard in lockdown to keep fit. So. No, I wasn't doing that for no reason. Um, so yeah, I, di- I didn't mind it. It wasn't that bad, to be honest. And what, what were the restrictions like over there? You went back late May, was it? Yeah, late May, yeah. Were, were you able to sort of go out and you have fans at games and uh, stuff like that? There was no fans at games, I think, for the start. It's, it's obviously a few years ago, so it is hard. But yeah, they were quite strict on lockdown. Um, yeah. It's a very sort of hygienic, clean country. And, they don't have maybe the health service that we have um, as much as people complain about that. But um, to kind of, if something did break out and it, they wouldn't be able to cope with it. So it was very strict. Um, and that's why my wife came over eventually in about September. And even then it was still quite bad. And that's why it was kind of difficult for her because just, you know, locked in a lot of the time. You, you could get out for walks, but... There wasn't a lot open, stuff like that. It was it was hard, to be fair. Yeah, I guess that's the side that lots of people don't see as well, isn't it? It's how it has the repercussions on your family. I mean, it must have been tough as well when you went out alone originally because yeah. you must have felt quite isolated, I suppose. Yeah, I think it's it's funny. You're always looking forward. It's like, oh, I've got the end of the season. It's yeah. only a week break, but oh, a week I'll get home. And then at the time, you don't know where you're resigning. You, you, you speak to your agent. You might be going to other places. So you're kind of looking forward to that. And then you're looking back now it's like oh god I was there for another 12 months and you you don't think that at the time you think you know you might be moving on to bigger and better things but yeah just uh, in the end I do look back on it fondly 
was Slovakia on your bucket list originally? Did you know much about the country before before the offer? No. Uh, to be fair, we went with United when we were maybe under 18s. There's like a millionaire who's like a massive United fan, and he always he, we went out twice. He brings you to his like sort of at, yeah. I know it's a massive hotel. <laughs> it's a massive hotel in Poprad, and it's like all spa and that. So I had been out with that, and I just remember it being like somewhere that I'm probably never going to go again. And then obviously ended up living there and working there. But um, yeah, it's all right. There's some like anywhere nice parts and. Some... Well, yeah, well, I was going to ask because I've never. Have you been to Slovakia? No. No. I mean, what is what is the so <laughs> what's the vibe? <laughs> <laughs> so Bratislava is a capital, quite small. It's not like I mean, I lived in Budapest later, and that was complete. You know, that's a much bigger city and stuff. Uh, Tatras Mountains in the north are really nice. You can go skiing there, and there the, there's a lot of like small towns, like nice castles, and like. But it's very small, five million. Is, it a f- is football the, the national sport there, or is uh, it is it one of those countries that sort of plays handball or something, or yeah, water polo? Yeah, yeah, I think handball's the Balkans, isn't it? But um, no, they play. It's either hot ice hockey or or football. I think towards the end, I, people were saying to me, football's probably the number one. But yeah, ice hockey maybe. But I never went to an ice hockey game. So. <laughs> On the pitch as well, you scored a few goals and, and helped the team stay up. It seemed like things went pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I did enjoy it on the pitch because that's the thing. When you're playing, playing well, team loved me. I just, I did enjoy it. Um, that free, I kind of scored a last-minute equaliser. That was a free kick. That was a really nice moment that I can look back on. Um, but yeah, it was, as I said, when football's going well, nothing else really matters, no matter where you're living. So. Yeah, was there much interest in you over there as a former Manchester United player like was was that kind of made a, a bit of a big deal over yeah, there? yeah 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 definitely because I was at such a small club it was kind of like what's he doing there and a lot of people would ask me like why are you here <laughs> if you're like yeah, yeah. I've had a lot of injuries mate just chill <laughs> um, um but yeah no my United travels everywhere so it was a big deal over there yeah um you know you'd get national papers or magazines or whatever uh trying to I would do interviews or get to the club and that just wouldn't have happened really normally. So, um, yeah, it was, like you say, United's weight travels uh, far. I guess by the end of it as well, you must have felt quite sad to be leaving in a way because you know, they, they were the team that gave you that chance. Yeah, a bit. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they wanted me to stay and, like, the coach and the people, like, you know, I'd go to, like, the, one of the owner's house and have, like, tea. Uh, it's just that sort of yeah. thing. Um, and, it like, with my wife. And it, it was nice. So, you... They knew I wanted to leave. It, yeah. They knew it wasn't going to last forever. So they were just really good about it. You know, it was just kind of time to uh, time to move on. And yeah, I went to Budapest, which was pretty nice. Was that the most appealing offer you had? I mean, because obviously maybe that had helped your reputation a bit, playing regularly, like you said, mm-hmm. in Slovakia. Was that just the offer that you wanted immediately? Or did you have yeah. other interest in? It, it's hard, isn't it? Because you're kind of always dealing with... At the time, I didn't have like a nailed on agent. So you're dealing with people mainly messaging on Instagram and you, you don't know what's legit and what yeah. isn't, um, especially over in abroad. You get a lot of kind of dodgy, yeah. you know. promised a lot. And then yeah, yeah, nothing materialises. So I actually signed for Budapest in the winter and it was kind of like finish the season there and then come in the summer. So it was like guaranteed and I'd already signed it if I got injured or whatever happened, at least it was there and it was a two-year deal. So at the time it was... It made sense, um, but yeah, uh, I look back now. It was I do enjoy. I enjoy my time at MTK bar the um, bar getting that injury in December. But I did. Um, it's a great city, and like the club I was at is a nice little nice little club. Did you have any offers to? 
come back home at, at that point or, or were you quite enjoying playing abroad? I, I would have. It's hard because you're playing in Slovakia, so to go from Slovakia to England, I think I maybe could have gone to the SBL or Scotland. But again, I didn't know how legit it was. And I think at that time I'd already signed a pre-contract agreement. Um, so, yeah, it was... Um, I would have loved to have come back, though, as much as I, I did enjoy my time in Budapest. Nothing's like home, sort of thing. Yeah. So. I guess, like you said, though, you need that security anyway. If a team's going to offer you that yeah. for six months' time, it's a better bet to, to sort of go with, isn't it? Yeah. So, like you said, you had that another long-term injury when you, you were there in Budapest. And then was that against Slovakia and never returned there? I mean, yeah. was that unfinished business in Slovakia as well? Yeah, <laughs> again, it's just kind of like after that, you just kind of, I mean, that was a bad one on my ankle and it was just kind of, you needed something uh, and this came about. I didn't, I did actually get an offer from a, like a, kind of a better club in Slovakia uh, who were doing quite well in the league this year. But I just said to my wife, like my gut's telling me not to sign. I want to come back to England and try and, uh, you know, find something. Um, so I was on trial at York in the summer, but there was just about 50 players on trial. It was just a bit of a mess and they had a new owner and stuff like that. So it just didn't, I think I knew from day day dot, it was just not not really going to materialise into anything. And then, yeah, it's just, as I said, after the injuries, lack of playing, just struggling to find anything in England or, or Scotland. So only I had some pedigree in Slovakia, so I ended up back there. Um, not really by choice, just by, you know, options. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, signed for FCV Vion, which turned out to be a bit of a disaster in the end, but um, that was all right. I was going to ask as well, during those sort of, like I said, those final years, did you ever sort of consider retirement then at an earlier age or um, is it something that was sort yeah, of quite fresh? Yeah, I think in COVID, it was very unsure, uncertain, like in Slovakia, we didn't know if the league was going to restart in Slovakia and it was kind of like, oh... Definitely, and I think a lot of people probably went through, you know, four processes in COVID because you had a lot of time to think and stuff. So definitely then, um, but then I just knew I wasn't ready. I had more to give. My body felt pretty good. Um, whereas when I did kind of decide to call it, I was like, no, nah, this is, it's not for me uh, anymore. Had you ever lost that sort of love for the game at all during those years? I mean, the fact that you went to Slovakia and Hungary suggests that, you know, you were just happy to be playing and you still yeah. wanted to have an involvement. But... Oh, yeah, I'll always love football. Like, um, what, what do they say online? It's like, oh, he loves the game or something. Yeah, he's yeah. a student of the game. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I've, I, I always loved it. And as I said, like, the best time you're happy is when football's going well. It doesn't matter what else is going on in your life. or Because at the end of the day, you normally train, go back, chill, watch Netflix, eat, like you're not doing a lot else otherwise. Obviously it's nice to have a bit of something going on, but football is your life when, you, when you're when you in it. Um, but yeah, towards the end, it just got, you know, my, as I said, my right groin was kind of banging off, could barely train to the standards that I wanted to train at and just, yeah, I wasn't enjoying it and missing home. And I just thought, you know what, this isn't worth the sacrifice anymore. So yeah, kind of came to it. That's the end of part two of the Manchester's Red podcast. We'll be back after this to talk about James's retirement and what comes next. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. 
You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba Effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. If you're looking for plump lips at last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XE and Juvederm Ultra XE, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XE or Juvederm Ultra XE. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions or if you are allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all gel fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit www.juvederm.com. Welcome back to the Manchester is Red podcast. You just mentioned there your, your right groin was, was hanging off at the end. Uh, I mean, how, how long has kind of this, this process to make the decision to retire come back? You said on the way up here, you, you came back about mid-December, but has it been something that's been on the agenda for the while with, with this injury? I mean... I kind of, I was never kind of out training with it too much. It was just, I struggled. I could barely kick the ball anymore, which for someone who played midfield and was a passer and, you know, took some set pieces, it was a bit of an issue. Um, But yeah, I came back in November international break and that was when I just knew like, no, I'm I'm ready. Um, Was barely playing in Slovakia. The club I was at, you know, it didn't really feel that professional and... And at the end of the day, the money wasn't great. And I was just like, I can come back to England, do something different, be with my family, um, my wife, dogs, uh, and uh, just live a bit more of a normal life. I think it's different if you're, let's say, playing in Germany, Italy, Spain, or, you know, one of these top leagues, even going to Saudi and, okay, it's not a great, you know, great league or whatever, but you might be earning a lot of money. That's fair enough. But... For me, the sacrifice just wasn't worth it anymore. And as I said, I, I couldn't compete to the levels that I wanted to compete at, um, just through to my body. Uh, had that many operations on my left side, my body kind of tilted. And like I said, my right groin was just a bit um, bit battered by it. So um, yeah, feel uh, feel much better now, to be honest. Uh, feels like a bit of relief and yeah, feel pretty good. Are you glad you've had those experiences of, of playing in Europe? Like I say, it's pretty unconventional career path but do you feel like they're things that you know you'll you'll tell children or grandchildren when the years go by yeah 100% certainly like my first spell in Slovakia and like that first six months in Budapest was probably one of the best times of my career because I was just playing week in week out loved by the club um the small section of fans that were at both clubs I think like me um so yeah I did love it and I'd also say to other players that if they're struggling to play in England it is a good good place to go because there's some great great countries out there great places to be and also you know the levels maybe aren't as high and it's a different style of football so you're going to get you should get playing time and get that experience which you need yeah I guess that is, is maybe not a taboo but lots of people see you know he always left England because you know he, you know not that he's given up or he's failed there but you know why has he gone abroad but yeah. like you said you've you've lived that you've experienced yeah. it so why wouldn't a 
young person want to go see the world and get yeah, that new experience. I think as well, like obviously Jude Bellingham went to Germany, didn't he? And Harry Kane's just gone, and you know he's ended well. Bellingham's ended up in Madrid. It, maybe it's becoming a bit more popular, and also because it's just becoming so competitive in the UK. You know, so many clubs, and maybe they don't have the the budget, so it's becoming more prominent to maybe go abroad. But um, yeah, it's definitely it is definitely a good option. As you said, you just, at some point you just gotta keep keeping the game, and just certainly um, after injuries or COVID pandemics, you don't know what's going to happen, do you? I mean, as we said at the start. You didn't support United growing up. Do you watch them now? I mean, are you watching them as a fan or are you watching them as Marcus Rashford and Scott McTominay's fan instead? I just, yeah, I like watching United. Um, I think they're just a massive club, aren't they? There's always a headline. Um, but yeah, I love watching Scotty, uh, Marcus. Uh, who else? I know that played with they're the main two that come yeah. to Was Scotty a striker when you were playing for him at youth team as well? I mean, are you surprised how many goals he's scoring at the moment? Yeah, I, was, I mean, he was always like a CDM, I thought. But then I think when he kind of was coming up to the resis, because he was that tall and he was like a beast in the didn't gym. A, did, am I right for he had like a growth spurt one yeah. summer where he went up, he like grew, grew out like half yeah. a foot or something? Yeah, yeah, because he was two years younger than me in like the school year. Um, and yeah, he was always pretty small. And then yeah, he just kind of like... It was kind of like the time when Mourinho got there. He just became an absolute beast. And like we did loads of gym. Uh, and I never seemed to put any flipping muscle on. Like I couldn't do anything, boys. We know those struggles, mate. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's probably why. What do you make of uh, Scott's nicknames? He seems to have a lot of nicknames. McSauce, McTerminator. Yeah, yeah. What is the one with... Yeah, McSauce. What, what yeah. do you call him? Just, just Scotty. Scotty. Yeah. Scotty. Yeah. Yeah. Similar, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. His name. Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously back then we were just like kids, weren't we? So yeah. there's no such thing as McSauce. I don't yeah. <laughs> you don't get nicknames playing in the reserve. Yeah. Do, you think, do you think he's well aware of these nicknames himself now? Oh, probably, yeah. Like people look on Twitter and all these yeah. or X or whatever it's called now. But yeah, I used to have loads back in my day from in the team. Like obviously Weirdo was a big one. Like I had sheepy hair, so it was like lammy sheepy. I had oh, loads albino, like two yeah loads of stuff. But um, yeah, Scotty was just Scotty, really. I think interesting you said that about social media as well. I mean, growing up, I mean maybe the era you were at United, we were still. I think the way we used social media was very different back then. But were you one of these players who did check to see what people made of you or not, or did you, were you quite good at blanking it out? And a bit. I mean, I was only playing in. The reserve, yeah. so it wasn't as much really. Um, and if you'd had a good game, you might go on and be like, oh, he was good today. And it's, it is oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was, I kind of like, I was always private. I, I kind of hated that social media thing. I just wanted to keep myself to myself and have a private thing. But then I look back now and people I played with who had no appearances have got maybe 100, 200,000 followers. I'm like, God, that could come in handy now and retire, sort of thing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't regret it. You are, you are, aren't you? You can't, you know, false fake it. Is there anyone from the United days, from youth team or the academy staff there that you still keep in contact with? Keep in touch with? Um, I speak to Joe Rothwell now and then. Uh, I've messaged a couple of people, like, through the retirement, Paddy, Paddy McNair. Um, but he, football is one of them. I mean, that was 10 years ago. So it's like, you're in and out of clubs so often. Um, yeah, you move on a lot. You meet a lot of people, so... It's kind of one of them, like if you, you want to go for a round of golf again, it'll be like the old days or go for a coffee or a drink or whatever. It's like people say, it's like, oh, when we see him, it's just normal sort of thing. But um, yeah, uh, I wish I do. I, I sh- well, now I'm back, I'll try and get in touch with you. Yeah, people. Yeah. 
Did you have a second career in mind then? Obviously, at 28, you've retired mm-hmm. fairly early. Mm-hmm. What did, did you retire with no idea what to do or have you always had some idea of what you might want so, to do? In November, like when I came back, I started applying for loads of stuff, like proper random, like intelligence officer to police to sales roles. And I think as you go through the process, you kind of like, oh, that's not for me. Because I, I did a bit of coaching in in when I was injured, but I was doing it at a level maybe not academy, and it kind of put me off. Um, it was a bit of a <laughs> you can block that out. <laughs> um, if, if you know what I mean. So it kind of put me off. Um, and then I kind of got speaking to someone on New Year's about um, going to do this travel thing. She, it was like my sister's mate. She was like, oh, I thought you'd be into your travel because I, I have traveled quite a lot in my been life. Been to Zante, he's been to Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I've been all over. Because <laughs> yeah. that's the thing, when you are injured, you sometimes you can go away. Um, and she was like, oh, I thought you'd be into that. And I was like, oh, you know what? That's actually a great shout. So yeah, I'm going to be opening up my own travel franchise. Um, James Weir Travel, and that's in partnership with Travel Counselors. So yeah, um, buzzing to start, to be honest. Training starts next week, and then yeah, a couple of weeks will be launching. So yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So is that, I mean, like we said, the type of clientele, is it more like a premium travel agency uh, thing? I mean, I mean, at the start, I'll take anything I can get. <laughs> no, like my sister wants to, she was like, find me something two grand all inclusive in the summer. I was like, sorted. <laughs> but yeah, eventually I think, yeah, I'll try and, help out some of my prestigious ex-colleagues um, for some nice travel. But yeah, I, I can do pretty much anything. And like I said, I've traveled all over, so I kind of can help with the, uh, you know, the trips, personalizing it. And just, I'm quite good with people um, as a, I'm trying to think of marketing things, but I am a people pleaser, um, which I think in that industry is not a bad thing. I think in football, it was, I was too self-conscious and it kind of, I wasn't as confident as I should have been, uh, but maybe I can use that to my advantage now in this uh, new industry. But yeah, uh, buzzing to get that going and uh, yeah, looking forward. Direct flights to Slovakia then, is that what we're expecting? Yeah, yeah. no, to be honest, in that, yeah, in COVID, I, uh, my flight back, this was the second time round, like kind of in after the winter break was five pounds back to really? the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ryanair classic. Yeah. I always see those deals online. I've never had one myself. Like as yeah. soon as I click on it, the baggage comes in. So it goes back to like 200 quid. I'm like, yeah. why was it yeah. in the first place? Yeah. Oh, you need to do without baggage. I was the king of like Ryanair, like <laughs> The king of Ryanair, yeah. And, you know, it was just like, cause I flew so much yeah. like back from Budapest. You knew all the tricks. Clocked it, yeah. Just had everything on. on. You're the man to go to for cheap flights at the moment then. Get on, yeah. get on James Weir Travel listeners if you want to. <laughs> You want a cheap flight? Um, are you like what, what? What's your sort of frame of mind? Are you quite excited to come? You're 28. You're still, you know, yeah. very young um, in life. Are you? Are you excited for what comes next? Yeah, 100. percent I think. I mean, it's cliche, but one door opens, one door closes, another opens. Um, so I will miss football. Don't get me wrong. But since I've been back, I've just been, you know, playing five side with my mates, going to the pub quiz living a bit more of a normal life. I like, guess it was a life you didn't have growing up, yeah, wasn't it? Exactly. I've been doing that since 18. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it'll wear off, but I'm actually just enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just enjoying that. And the fact I'm going to be hopefully be doing something that I'm really passionate and interested in going forward, um, you know, I can't wait for. So at the minute, I'm, I am feeling really good. Uh, I'm sure I'll miss football, but as I said, you can still play. Um, but yeah, it's it's going pretty well at the minute. No plans to ever get back in then coaching or, or agent or, or anything like that? You kind of feel like you've moved away from the game? Maybe coaching. I I think agents is such a competitive business and 
there's some good ones. Like, I had a great one um, at the start, Colin Murdoch. I think he was he was good for me, but kind of as I moved abroad, kind of just lost touch. Um, but then I've certainly abroad had a lot of bad ones as well. So it's just not for me, agency. Um, coaching, I'd love to do, but I think if you get to the highest level nowadays, these people are just obsessed, like they're working on it 24 seven. Um, and I've kind of lived football a bit and I kind of like, would like to maybe move on to something a bit different. But um, yeah, maybe with the coaching one, uh, would I'd be interested. Cause I like working with, um, you know, young, young kids and you know developing that talent I, I have done that in my past so that could be one yeah are you the best player in five aside yeah I'd like to think so <laughs> <laughs> nice for your mates to be able to drag along a former Man United midfielder yeah. run the well, show it does get I mean they'll kill me for saying this but like it's like when they say like oh Roy Keane can't manage because they're not as good as him I kind of get what they mean when you play with your mates. You're like, oh, just pass the ball. Just like, do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't do it, mate. Was <laughs> on. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, I, I do enjoy it. Is it just a kickabout or is it like a league that you're in? Are you trying to recruit them for our team here, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. What the terms are. Yeah. Um, no, it's a league, I think. I don't know. I just turn up. Are you free next Thursday night? <laughs> 8 pm. Okay. We'll sort that after the pod. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Right, that's great. James, thanks very much for joining us. That was brilliant. Some fantastic stories and a, a great career, no doubt about it. That's all for the Manchester is Red podcast. Uh, do watch us on YouTube as well. Remember to subscribe, leave us a like, let us know if you've enjoyed this. And if you want a holiday this summer, Google James Weir Travel and he'll sort you a cheap flight, guaranteed. That's all for now. Thanks very much. See you soon.